Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 570? One. This is page 571. Looking at it doesn't make me happy, Jack said. No more than looking at my dinner makes me full. I want it. I want to have it for my own. I can't give you the moon, the tinker said. She doesn't belong to me. She belongs only to herself. Only the moon will do, Jack said. Well, I can't help you with that, the tinker said with a heavy sigh. My packs and everything in them are yours. Jack's nodded, unsmiling. And here's my stick. A good sturdy one it is, too. Jack's took it in his hand. I don't suppose, the tinker said reluctantly, that you'd mind leaving me with my hat? I'm rather fond of it. It's mine by right, Jack said. If you were fond of it, you shouldn't have gambled it away. The tinker scowled as he handed over his hat. Tempe made a low noise in his throat and shook his head. Hespy smiled and nodded. Apparently, even the Adem know it's bad luck to be rude to a tinker. So Jack settled the hat on his head, took the stick in his hand, and gathered up the tinker's packs. When he found the third one, still unopened, he asked, What's in here? Something for you to choke on, the tinker spat. No need to get tetchy over a hat, the boy said. I have greater need of it than you. I have a long way to walk if I'm to find the moon and make her mine. But for the taking of my hat, you could have had my help in catching her, the tinker said. I will leave you with the broken house, Jack said. That is something, though it will be up to you to mend it. Jack's put the spectacles on his face and started walking down the road in the direction of the moon. He walked all night, only stopping when she went out of sight behind the mountains. So Jack's walked day after day, endlessly searching. Dayton snorted. Doesn't that sound just a little too familiar, he muttered, loud enough for everyone to hear. I wonder if he was pissing his time up a tree like we are. Hespy glared at him, the muscles in her jaw clenching. I gave a quiet sigh. Are you done? Hespy asked pointedly, glaring at Dayton for a long moment. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. The word that jumps out to me is mend. Mm-hmm. This, there's a couple uh, occasions of, of mending, mender being important in the book, not the least of which is, uh, first off, the, the mender heresies, uh, which we imagine is a... Uh, a splinter group of the Tellen Church. There's also Menda, who is the Jesus figure, the um, the avatar of Telu, uh, father of himself, who is in Trappist's story. Um, and we believe that Trappist does not follow the main Tellen faith, and that uh, his his story is uh, is heretical. Um, and it also might be a clue to the task of the tinkers that they are somehow trying to mend the world, which would suggest that the broken house is the is the real world. That the Fey is uh, it's it's the real world that Jax came from, mm-hmm. the real world, the the material, if you like, the non Fey world, and that it's the one that was broken, and that he's left it with the tinkers to mend while he goes off to cause his trouble. Um. I want to talk a bit about what's happening at the beginning of the page with uh, the with Jack's being rude to the tinker. I actually feel like he's not being that rude. Like, he's not wrong. <laughs> but he is an asshole. 
I mean, yes, because he made that bet to begin with. But I mean, if you think about it, they're both kind of jerks in this situation. Like the Tinker is willing to make a bet that would take the only home away from a child who has no parents. And like, that's already a person who's probably having trouble making ends meet. And he's willing to bet, do this bet and take their home. So he's kind of a jerk. Jax is also a jerk for being like, I want you to give me all of these things for for this trade um and like that's a that's a bit of a ridiculous like ask as well um like i feel like they're they're both kind of jerks and and there's a certain like thing to respect in that like you can't expect it if you're not gonna provide it back and like i think they're just both jerks and that's Jordana, how it is. Are we, everything what you said is entirely utilitarian and pragmatic, but I think what is missing from your analysis and the reason why, to me, Jax comes off as a jerk and the Tinker doesn't is that Jax is not gracious in victory. He won a bet that he had no reason to expect he would win. He takes everything that literally everything this Tinker has to his name and he can't even leave him like his worthless hat that he, the Tinker finds comfortable. Like, that's just a dick move. It's like beating someone in a boxing match and then, like, kicking them in the ribs while they're down. I don't know. I, like, like, I don't know. I'm a a rules person. Like, I really, I don't always follow all rules, but I like that they're there. And I, like, I don't know. I like, I like it when people set out, like, a thing. And I feel like the rules of this engagement were agreed upon. And Jax is not wrong when he says, like, I deserve this thing because you agreed to it. Yes, I agree. He is and it's like, like it's ter- not like they're friends or they're buddies, right? Like Right, but don't we all owe each other a little kindness and common courtesy? Like you're entirely right that he is like according to the the terms of the bargain they struck, of course Jax is in the right, but the letter of the law is not the only thing that matters. I suppose he does give him the I- house. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah, I guess he, he did he, give him the house in the he, end. He upholds the bargain that he struck. But he goes no farther beyond that. No, because the bargain that he struck, he still would have kept the house. So he he did give the tinker something he didn't need to give him. Although he foisted him with a lemon of a house, I guess is the uh, is the takeaway. Yeah, it seems like the tinker <laughs> would rather have the hat than the house. There's also like something to be said about how like like I know that Jack's doesn't act like a child but he is one and as an adult like it is the tinker's job to be the more responsible of these two people i don't really apply real world morality to this story <laughs> fine reasonable Not just because it's an allegory but yeah also because it's like the kind of story like it's like a jack and the beanstalk right like it's kind of got its own its own logic but i hear you like to to apply real world uh real world ethics to this it, it would be a bit of a a sticky situation mm. but but also can we do a bit about home ownership can we do a bit about how the the house is in a, a neighborhood that uh is about to be redeveloped so the the oh, actually no that would make the property value go up really there's no downside to home ownership in this day and age <laughs> <laughs> you, you just you just squat on the lot and you're generating value Another datum, if I may, uh, towards the idea that that Jax is is kind of a sinister 
character or at least uh i don't know i'm comfortable with sinister um because he also he in a very childlike way uh as soon as he sees the thing that he does want he says i want it i want to have it for my own and the tinker says well i can't give the moon to you she doesn't belong to me she belongs to herself like telling us that the moon is a person with agency and desire and like you know uh, uh, who might have an opinion about this sort of thing. And Jack says, I don't care. Only the moon will do. That's what I want. And I will do whatever I have to do to get it. Which is like, again, if we're applying the allegorical lens that frames Jack's like as something of like a conqueror or a rapacious figure of, of desire who won't stop at anything to get the thing that he wants. Yeah, it's definitely not a not a great look. It's a little bit fey, right? It's a little bit of the same kind of morality that we ascribe to the fey. You know, creatures of desire, creatures of id, of of uh, different rules of of less care for the a little bit of hedonism. Individual... Is that what that's called? Yeah, it's a little bit like Bast, and that like they're not so concerned with what the consequences might be for other people. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, I also, Tempe making a low noise in his throat and shaking his head when something bad happens. That is definitely something I do when I, when like I'm watching a horror movie and like someone's going into like a creepy abandoned basement, Mm -hmm. hearing the haunted song of a a little child in the distance. That's me going, "Mm -mm, mm -mm." but it's important world building also because we have confirmation that tinkers cross cultures. Mm -hmm. Yes. Even they have the same mores around them. Uh, even a far over the Stormwall Mountains, everyone understands the rules around Tinkers. So that's very interesting. Makes you feel like it's more true because it crosses those barriers. Yeah, it really makes you tink. <laughs> and listeners, you'll tink us tomorrow on another page of the wind. wind.